If I asked you right now to list all of the subscriptions you pay for, would you be able to? I really thought my answer to that question would be a resounding yes. But with the help of Rocket Money, I was able to find some sneaky ones I must have forgotten to cancel before the free trial ran out. Between streaming platforms, apps, delivery services, and even parenting slash kids subscriptions, though they all seem like really small amounts, when pulled together, that's a pretty big chunk of your spending money out the door. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over $500 million in cancel subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com slash morning cup. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. Yeah, a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religious life. Cup of murder. Some mysteries will never be solved. On November 24th, 1934, two men stumbled upon a gruesome sight. And with the discovery of the babes in the woods came a family mystery that is doomed to remain a secret. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On November 24th, 1934, two men, John Clark and Clark Jardine, were walking through the Pennsylvania woodland called Pine Grove Furnace when they noticed a green blanket lying on the top of a large mound on the ground. Initially, they thought the lump was either a deer that had been poached or a transient sleeping off a night of drinking. But when they removed the blanket, they found something much more disturbing. Beneath the covering were the bodies of three young girls lying side to side, dressed in nice dresses and good coats keeping their bodies warm. Each had light brown hair, freckles, and gray eyes indicating that they were likely sisters. Their arms were draped over each other as if they were sleeping soundly in the middle of the woods. And in an age long before DNA testing, there was very little chance that they were going to find their identity without the help of the nation. In fact, whoever put them there made sure their names were ripped from any clothing, towels, or books found near the scene. The only name they could find was Norma, written in a children's book. 
Death masks were made and photographs of the children were printed in newspapers far and wide, causing a nationwide media frenzy that brought with it false leads and inaccurate identities. Thousands came to view the bodies in hopes of giving the girls their names. But even after 10,000 people filed past the girls in just the first 24 hours, no one could identify the babes in the woods. Not only that, but an autopsy failed to reveal the cause of death. It was later determined that they either died from strangulation or suffocation from a pillow, blanket, or soft cloth. It also revealed that they were more than likely placed on the mountain between 8.30 p.m. and midnight on the 23rd, that they had been dead between 12 and 72 hours before being found. Then, about five days after the bodies in the forest were found, came another shocking discovery, this time in Altoona, Pennsylvania. About 100 miles away from where the girls were found came the discovery of a well-dressed man and woman, both dead from a gunshot wound and found at a deserted railroad flag stop. One, the woman, was shot in the head, and the other suffered from one to the head and one to the heart. More than 100 officers worked to try and find out what happened to these girls. And together, they interviewed about 3,000 people within a week and chased down clues all over the United States. Then, a brand new 1929 Pontiac sedan was found abandoned near McVeigh Town, a vehicle that could be traced to an owner. Using the description of the car and fingerprints from military records, the two dead adults were identified as Elmo James Noakes and the girl as Winifred Pierce. Elmo Noakes, who served in the U.S. Marine Corps, had two daughters with his wife before her death in 1932, a wife who had a daughter from a previous marriage named Norma. They had, through a seemingly unrelated case, found the identity of their babes in the woods. The strange thing, other than the death of a whole family, was that Elmo and his girls were all from California. So how did five Californians end up dead in Pennsylvania? To understand that, you need to know a little bit more about Elmo Noakes and Winifred Pierce. After Elmo's wife died, he was left in the care of three young girls, Norma, Dewilla, and Cordelia. So he packed them up and moved them from Utah to Roseville, California, where he could get the help of his three sisters to raise his daughters. And Winifred, the daughter of his oldest sister, came to live with Elmo at the age of 18 to work as a housekeeper. Elmo was known as a kind man who had a good nature, was never known to get violent, and loved his daughters as much as any father would. He worked during the day to earn a living while Winifred watched the girls. But beginning in 1934, Elmo began making a series of strange decisions that would later make their deaths seem even more shrouded in mystery. In September of 1934, Elmo acquired a life insurance policy on all three of his children, as well as changed his beneficiary in his own policy from his children to his sister. Then that November, he took all of his children and Winifred from the home, leaving behind two weeks of pay. Together, the couple drove the children across the country, traveling about 3,000 miles in less than a week, mostly camping along the way or using false names when they did stay in hotels. They spent a few nights in Philadelphia before driving west on November 21st. They drove until their car ran out of gas in McVeigh Town and were left to try and catch a ride to continue their travels. 
However, when they were hitchhiking near Huntington, they were traveling without the three girls. Police speculate that the girls had already been disposed of in the woods. Norma was only 12 years old, DeWilla was only 10, and Cordelia only 8. On November 23rd, Winifred Pierce sold her coat at a pawn shop in Altoona and used the money to purchase a rifle for $2.85. The same rifle later used by Elmo to shoot his niece and then himself. The weapon found lying between their two bodies. Now that the mystery of their identities and how they got to Pennsylvania were solved, the bigger question came to the forefront. Why would Elmo and Winifred take a cross-country trip with the children only to kill them and then themselves? Unfortunately, we may never know the true answer, but that doesn't stop people from speculating. The number one theory seems to be that Elmo had run out of money and had felt that the murder-suicide was his only option. And as for why he left California in the first place, some say he and his much younger niece were having an affair one that had major implications and needed to be hidden. Following the body's identification, two of Elmo's sisters were given a suspended 90-day sentence for harassing their sister, Winifred's mother. Had she known something about the affair? Some have even accused her of spreading rumors about Elmo, rumors that may have led to the murder-suicide. Others, like Elmo's brother, find it difficult to believe that anything would cause Elmo to hurt his girls. This led to the theory that Exhaust accidentally killed the girls and Elmo and Winifred's death was simply the act of extreme guilt. Another theory, one bore from the strange symbol found on Norma's head, was that the girls had been killed in a cult murder. Others think the symbol was simply a head wound. Some think the family were being pursued by an armed gang. In the end though, all of this is speculation. There is no evidence and no way of knowing what really happened to Elmo and his family. The case did, however, have a small silver lining. In 1935, a bill was passed that would mandate fingerprinting for all school children in the state. A bill that, had it been enacted when the girls were found, would have led to a more speedy identification. Funeral services for the three girls were held and attended by thousands of people, with boy and girl scouts acting as pallbearers and prayers recited by various local religious leaders. Elmo and Winifred were later buried in the same cemetery as the three girls. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 25th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This daily true crime podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching Morning Cup of Murder. I'd love it if you stopped by and said hi. Stay safe.